With the Environment in Focus, I'm Tom Pelton. Kevin Omland, a biology professor at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, stands below a highway overpass towering over a wooded stream valley in the Patapsco Valley State Park just southwest of Baltimore. He aims his binoculars up at a scraggly nest of sticks that a family of ravens has built in the steel beams beneath Interstate 195. Give yourself a second and you can see three young. They're hanging out there quite peacefully, not flapping, maybe stretching a little bit. Wow, three black, they're not small. No. They're relatively large, Probably. black, sinister looking dudes <laughs> sitting up on their nest under the bridge with their long beaks, uh, kind of ominous. Tom, you're squinting incorrectly. Those are beautiful creatures. They're going to have marvelous iridescent plumage in just a few days. So. <laughs> Common ravens, or Corvus corax, are of course beloved in Baltimore because of their ties to Edgar Allan Poe and our NFL team. But historically, around the world, ravens have been perceived either as harbingers of death because of their habit of eating dead animals and people, or alternatively, as godlike tricksters because of their intelligence, dexterity, and bizarre vocalizations. Here are some examples of raven speech as recorded by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. For much of the 20th century, Ravens were rarely seen in Maryland, in part because farmers often shot them. But since about the year 2000, the numbers of ravens in Maryland and elsewhere have surged, according to data from Cornell. Omland studies the birds. We have a lot more than we had. So the amazing thing was when, when I moved to Maryland 20 years ago, ravens were unequivocally a, a species of the western mountains of Maryland. And I just literally would never have believed it, that there would be ravens nesting within a half mile of UMBC. One of the things that Omland discovered is that raven species in North America have been merging genetically, the opposite direction of evolution. Normally people think of evolution as working like a tree with a common ancestor at the root, and then diverging and spreading into many different branches that are distinct species. Not so with ravens. A smaller species common in the southwest has been interbreeding with the larger northern ravens, Corvus corax. It's almost as if two branches in the evolutionary tree forked and then weirdly grew back together again. Omlin reflects that it's a bit like humans' genetic history when Homo sapiens evolved away from Neanderthals, but then later interbred with them. For some period of time, we had separate evolutionary history, but then along the way, there's been interbreeding between Neanderthals and humans, and we find traces of Neanderthal genomes in most Eurasian uh, Americans, for example, Native Americans, East Asians. So anywhere, anywhere in the world, except in Africa, will have chunks of Neanderthal DNA in them. And uh, of course, many of us, you and I, are part Neanderthal, so talking about them is a little strange because they are us. It is a little strange, but it worked for humans, and apparently interbreeding is working for ravens. Their populations are growing and their ranges are expanding. Now this tricky bird, long a denizen of the remote wilderness, is increasingly building nests even on the doorstep of the city, Baltimore, that adopted them in spirit when they were gone. 
with the environment in focus. I'm Tom Pelton of the Environmental Integrity Project, author of The Chesapeake in Focus. This program is sponsored by the Able Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own.